You can call her mayhem or mayday Talk shit, she at your head I ain't talking bald face She don't fuck with baby daddies Fucking up the funk sway Taking care of four kids Sunday to Sunday Fly earth and round trips When she hit the runway Comedy original She do shit her own way Made the stage her place Moving at her own pace Fuck with her the wrong way This gonna be a long day She watch basketball wives Loving hip hop too Born in 81 One day four turned to 82 Funny, ratchet, and cute. She a winner, that's true. She don't even take L's eating alphabet soup. Mayday, mayhem, 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 mayday, mayhem. She a cool black nerd, always been smart. Ever since she turned eight, wanted her name in the charts. Monty Python was a shit. Richard Pryor made a star. Red Fox and Eddie Murphy, inspiration to her art. Welcome back to another episode of the Mayday Mayhem podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And today, this is going to be one of those ones that are going to make you think. And also think about the moral compass of the situation and the just cold heart facts of the situation. Now, if you do not know what I am speaking about, I'm speaking of a Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. Now, I know Kyle Rittenhouse's case has probably been heard of several times, a thousand times over. But we need to realize how did we get to the Kyle Rittenhouse situation? And what happened before? How did we get here? And what could possibly be? you know, leaning in next. So first, how did, how did this Kyle Rittenhouse situation even happen? Okay. 
if those who don't know, there was the uh, shooting of Jacob Blake that happened, uh, what, August of 2020. And, um, he was shot, uh, I believe, what, um, seven times? Um, I want to be precise, maybe seven times in the, um, back. And he was subsequently paralyzed. Um, and you know, he, he was paralyzed due to the shooting. So it was a riot in, um, what's this, Wisconsin? It was a riot where it happened at. And the riot, uh, of course, was going on for like two or three days. And Kyle Rittenhouse now, he's from here in uh, Anchorage in Illinois. He goes to Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he says that he wants to help protect stores from um, rioters and vandalism. Okay, that's his story, and that's what he's sticking to. So with him doing that, he also brought an assault rifle with him, which he had purchased, um, assumingly through a um, a friend with his own money from his uh, stimulus packet, his little stimmy checks. So yeah, that's how... He got down there. Now, according to court proceedings, he um, was protecting stores and protecting car dealerships and wanted to render medical attention to people. Now, mind you, the riding went on down in Kenosha, Wisconsin for at least three or four days. And Rittenhouse was the only person that shot someone. So I'm just putting it out there. I'm just letting you know what it is. And, and I'm going to get to some late, late, later that was very shocking to me that no one knew. And I was astonished to know that no one knew that Kyle Rittenhouse shot three white men. I'm like, y'all didn't know that he shot three white men. Like, no, he shot a black man. I'm like, no, Kyle Rittenhouse did not. He was in Kenosha because it was a riot because a black young man named um, Jacob Blake got shot by the police several times in the back and was subsequently paralyzed. Even during his paralyzation process in the hospital, they had the man handcuffed to the bed like, in Jacob Blake case, where the fuck he going? Like I said this on my previous podcast. If, um, if you please go back and listen, um, where I spoke about the Jacob Blake case and I couldn't understand how in the fuck you go on a handcuff someone to a bed that's paralyzed. It ain't like he going to grow another pair of legs and walk the fuck away. I'm, I'm just being for real. I'm not being funny about it because being paralyzed is nothing to play with. Um, losing parts of your body and having to undergo those intense surgeries are nothing to play with. Me being a person that has a medical implant in my spine, I know the strengths and struggles and issues to go back to it to get back to even trying to live some sort of 
normal life. So I understand that. But it ain't like he gonna grow some legs and walk the fuck away. There was no reason for him to be handcuffed. And they had to like, it was, that's why the riots was going on. He was shot in the back by the police and then he's paralyzed, but you handcuff him to a bed. So that's what the riots were about. But I was so shocked to know that no one knew that Kyle Rittenhouse did not shoot a black man. He shot three white men, two which he did kill and one that he shot and injured and wounded. Now, with him shooting, injuring and wounding one and killing two, you know, they start to go into as they do in all cases, the victim's background. Um, what type of people were they? Now, we're in the essence of Kyle's case right now. What type of um, people were they? Um, and let's not forget, people, we live in a time of digital age where everything, I mean everything, is recorded down to them trying to hypergenerate C farts as they happen. I'm not lying to y'all. That's a true thing. They're literally trying to figure out a way to see farts as they're happening. So people would actually see the color and notation of farts. I, look, I don't make this shit up. They make it up and give it to me and I run with it. I'm just saying th that's how that goes. But now there's video evidence, which the trial has been going on since last week. And I believe they're going to make their closing arguments this week, this today, this Monday. They're making their closing arguments on the case for the defense and the prosecution. Because um, there are a lot of people that are for Kyle Rittenhouse getting off. And let me explain why. Now. There are the victims, Anthony Hubbard, Joseph Rosenbraun, and Gage Grosenkrantz. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing those words right. I mean, their last names right. I really do um, apologize. So I'm just going to go by their first names. Now, Gage was the gentleman that was shot in the arm, which he did live. Joseph and Anthony, though are the two that um, lost their lives. And now they're going back into the victim's past. Now, evidence and videos do show that there were um, weapons that could be used as of a skateboard, um, a, um, a gun, and other things that could have been used in his hands. Um, in these gentlemen's hands to uh, ward off Kyle. Now, what they're saying is once Kyle shot the first person, he became an active shooter. So that means the other two men and anyone that lost their lives trying to save anyone else around would be considered heroes because they were considering Kyle, an active shooter. Now, this is where we're getting into that part where we're thinking like the critical thinking aspects of this. 
Now, situation going on, you have an active shooter. Anyone that can take down that active shooter and stop them from harming other people, no matter what race, religion, creed, or color, will be considered heroes because they're stopping a person with an active live weapon from injuring and killing more people. Okay? They would be considered heroes. And of course would diminish into the active shooter's case. Like what were you doing? Why were you shooting? And now we all know that this was a massive riot that went on for three days in Kenosha. Now with it going on for, sorry, my computer went down on me. It always does that when I'm doing this. So with that being said, there's riot, there's melee, there's pandemonium going on in this aspect because it's a riot. People are vandalizing. People are breaking in cars. People are hitting and fighting each other, setting shit on fire. Now you have him in the instance where, um, someone supposedly had, uh, I believe Gage was the one that was supposedly had touched his gun and he pushed back and he shot him one time. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Joseph or Anthony, um, the second victim was the one that, um, he was shot like three or four times in the back and once in the front and the other victim was shot, but one of them did have a, a skateboard, which would be considered a weapon. Let's not forget in the massive insurrection that we just had over here in January 6th, someone did have a skateboard and they did hit a police officer in the head with the skateboard and gave them a massive concussion. So skateboards can be hazardous. Do not come at me. I'm just dissecting the case and seeing where they're going to get, what they're going to get, how they're going to get it. Now, that's the semantics. That's what happened. Now, they're going to want to get into the actual victims. What type of victims were they? Um, you see all the time. Um, you have many cases where they talk about the lifestyles of the victims, like, um, um, uh, with the, um, Scott Peterson case, they spoke about Lacey Peterson and how she was a pregnant, doting mom ready to have her baby Connor. When, of course, her husband, Scott Peterson ended up allegedly, because there is controversy around this saying that Scott probably maybe did not kill Lacey, but he has been found guilty of the crime of killing his wife and his son, Connor. Now, um, that's just one case where they spoke about the victim and how she was sitting in a beautiful red dress in a chair, just as pregnant and beautiful as she can be, um, at a party, Christmas party with her family while Scott was out with a, a mistress that Lacey knew nothing about and the mistress knew nothing about Lacey. Let's put that out there. So, you know, he's out enjoying his life, doing his thing and everything. And, you know, his wife is alone. So they make sure you paint a picture of the victim. You know, like she was a doting mom. Um, you look at the case of, um, um, 
where the two babies were put inside of the oil drum and their dad did it after he strangled the pregnant mom. You know, they showed that uh, they had a, a little Facebook channel, a little YouTube channel, just like I got a little podcast, a little channel and stuff. And they broadcast their lives and how they was ready to have another baby and it was going to be a boy. And he ended up killing his wife and his two daughters. But they let you know what type of victim it was. They're doing the same thing, of course, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Now, we know about Kyle. He was 17 when this when this happened. He had an uh, assault rifle that was uh, purchased with allegedly STEMI money. Um, He went from Anchorage, Illinois to Kenosha, Wisconsin during the Jacob Blake's riot to try to protect um, property and help people. Now that's his story. Now we want to go into the victim story. And this is where it gets a little, little bit tricky. This is where it gets a little, you know, so at this point, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I want to take this time to thank you for listening to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And you can not only catch me on Anchor FM, but you can catch me on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you have a streaming device, listen to your girl, Mayday Mayhem. And... I would also like to take this time and thank all my sponsors and listeners support because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So I would like to say thank you and I love y'all. Let's keep going on with the show. And thank you for joining me with the Mayday Mayhem podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And now... Let's get to the victims because that's what the prosecution, I mean, the defense has. Now, uh, Joseph uh, Rosenbrock, he was 36. He was the uh, unarmed and the first man shot by Rittenhouse. Um, he was from Texas and he was living in Kenosha. His friends uh, called him Jojo and he had a daughter and a fiance. Um, the next person he shot was uh, Anthony Herber. He uh, used his skateboard and tried to take Rittenhouse's gun. Um, he was 26 years old and he also lived in Kenosha. Um, then he ran into Gage. Um, and Gage was armed with a handgun. Uh, Reinhardt shot him in the arm and he was the lone survivor. Now, other two men did not have weapons other than a skateboard and bare fist. Now, what the prosecution, I mean, the defense is trying to say is that the two men that were subsist, that were killed, Anthony and Joseph, 
they're looking into their background. They're painting their background. Like, um, allegedly one of them, um, was a abuser. The other one allegedly had warrants for his arrest. Um, they were all out there looting and, um, tearing up property. So people are looking, kind of looking at Kyle Rittenhouse as he's the one that took out the trash, so to speak. And I don't believe anyone's life is considered trash. But if any of this stuff would be true, they're saying as though that it was a good thing that Kyle ridded the earth of these vile people because they could have went on and did more heinous crimes that they already have done. Now, let's try to look at, uh, and this is why they're trying to say is self-defense and, you know, and like I said, the defense is calling them all rioters, looters, and arsonists. And they're saying pretty much it's like, this was karma. If you wouldn't have been out there doing the things you were doing, would you have been in this situation? Would Kyle have even had to discard his weapon? That is where they're trying to go with this. That's literally where they're trying to go. And... It's, it's, an, it's insane to me that the, um, but I, I'm, I wasn't shocked. I'm like, let's see what they say about the criminal history. Cause if you look at the, um, case with, um, the Arbery case down here in Georgia, uh, they're trying to go back into Arbery's past, which has nothing to do with him being killed by two men while one videotaped it. Like, which is wildly crazy, but we'll get into that case on another podcast. On the next podcast, we'll be speaking about that case. But as for this case, um, they're looking at, um, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, Uh, he shot Anthony Huber, uh, Hubbard and Joseph as, uh, self-defense. Ah, uh, now they're going to, like I said, they're going to dissect the victim's history. Trust me. I know oh so well. <laughs> um, and they're trying to uncover evidence that says, like I said, that Kyle is a savior. You know, he's, taking out the trash. Now, here are some things that they allegedly have found. Um, Anthony Hubbard, allegedly the 26 year old man was jailed for domestic violence. Allegedly, Joseph Rosenbrock was a pedophile and allegedly Gage Grosenkruck was arrested and charged with burglary among other crimes and you're saying the backgrounds of these peaceful protesters aren't relevant to the discussion now what they are speaking up on is like i said the victim's background um it's rumors that um hubbard was um a known um domestic violence and rapist that's allegedly that's allegedly 
Rosenbrot had abused multiple, sexually abused multiple children, allegedly. I have to say allegedly because I don't know. I can only go by what they are alleging these men had crimes of doing. They are not here to defend themselves or speak in their um, favor. But if you have a criminal history and like I said, don't not saying it's right. And you've been touching little kids and somebody end up killing you. Like when you be held a hero because now no more children can be touched by the hands of this monster of this criminal. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying what everybody else is saying. And so we all can understand what everybody else is saying together and why Kyle Rittenhouse might get off with a slap on the wrist. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Like a lot of people didn't even know that Kyle Rittenhouse did not kill any black men. They thought they were black. I'm like, no, I had to tell people like, no, they were all white. I'm sorry to, to tell you that. No, they were all Caucasian men. Not one African-American was touched in this situation. But it was surprising how much or how little people did know about the case, but wanted to form an opinion on the case. And you know, minimal to nothing about the case. I, I need you to dig a little bit before you kind of form an opinion. That's why I want to start with how did Kyle get in this situation? It started with the riots from Jacob Blake. And even during this case, it was a very taste, not, not tasteful, very untasteful, very nasty, very disgusting joke made by one of the jurors where the judge had to have the juror, um, get the fuck out of here. Like get your ass off here. You will not be in here making distasteful jokes. And the joke was why was Jacob Blake only shot, uh, what, seven times in the back and he has the nerve to say, oh, because he ran out of bullets. What the fuck? Are you serious? And we're here because someone was shot during the riots. No, you're, you're a very disgusting human being to even phantom that joke in your mind. Like it's not fucking funny. Like he could have died. It's unfortunately that he is paralyzed, but he could have lost his life. I'm just saying. But I digress. Now, um, um, that was the defense to say that, you know, like these are monsters, they're child molesters, they're rapists, they're criminals. Was Kyle wrong with killing and defending himself against these men because they already are violent? They already have done violent deeds. So what's to say that they wasn't going to do a violent deed to him? So it was either fight or flight. You know, that situation, fight or flight, is either you stand there or fight or you get the fuck out of there and run, depending on the situation that's going on, fight or fight. And he stood there and fought. So they're trying to push that as self-defense. That's their self-defense saying, well, look, these were already violent offenders. Allegedly, they were already um, abusive and rapers, so there's no need for them to even walk amongst um, 
people, good uh, citizens. You know, it's almost like missionary work to a degree. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like missionary work to a degree. So um, they're going with the assumption that all three of them, uh, and they said, um, uh, Gage, he was a, a burglary, a felon, had multiple crimes. And uh, based on court records and inmate rosters, aspects of those claims were indeed accurate, while some others were outright false. So they're actually saying that some of these charges that were brought up against these deceased men before Kyle, you know, that it was true that these really were monsters and he didn't do anything wrong. But, you know, take out the trash. Um, they're steady saying, uh, Joseph Rosenbrock, uh, served 12 years in prison for sexually offense against a minor. Anthony Hubbard, allegedly 26, found guilty of multiple violence of offense, including, uh, I can't understand. I can't see that. Um, they have it kind of mixed. They have it covered up. Uh, Gage. Grosenkrot, 26, uh, convicted of burglary and weapons charge. All three men are felons. So the waging online campaign is that Kyle is innocent. Kyle didn't do anything wrong. And I can honestly say I have been in these online forums because um, I have sat and been uh online while they're on trial and reading the comments in the um, comment section to understand what is the feeling of people across America because in some of these forums it'd be over 10,000 people watching it'd be like 10.2 thousand in there watching and I'd be one of the motherfuckers I'd be one of the motherfuckers I do and with this being said is will cow get off with a slap on a wrist due to with them diminishing the character of the victims? Well, saying hell, they were bad people anyway. Now they can't victimize or harm anyone else. No one else would have to look over their shoulder for these individuals. And the one that got away with burglary, be this a warning to you know, heed the bullshit you be doing. People are saying that it's all self-defense and Kyle is going to get off. He may only do uh, a slap on the wrist for the guns charge. Um, uh, of course, firing a weapon. Um, the age of him having that gun, he was under age. He was only 17. Um, that's probably the only things he would be charged with. He might get off with a slap on the wrist. He really may due to uh, the reputation of the victims that the defense is trying to tell. Like, look, these were not good people. It wasn't like it was Susie Homemaker and, and Jacob um, Jingerheimer Smith over here that's building houses and doing work for the local community, you know, they were assets to the, um, 
to the community. No, they're painting a picture that, look, this was trash. He took it out. So it's good riddance to bad rubbish. So whatever. So I pose that question. Morality over, you know, the moral of the situation. Was it morally wrong for him to shoot and kill them? Yes and no. You know, he he could have wounded them to where he could have got them to fuck up off of him. But if he felt that if his life was in danger, it's either me or them. We've all been in those situations before. And if you haven't been in that this situation before, trust me, you're going to be in them. It's either me or them. And that could be something from, it's either me or them for that piece of cake. And I want that piece of cake. So that means you wake up extra early and you go down to that bakery and you buy that cake before anybody else get it. That's what I mean. Something just as juvenile as that. But is this um is this something that can be really discussed is can he really be tried with um self-defense for this case you know can it be tried like that and will he get off with maybe minimal time in probation um because the jurors might feel that Hey, if he wouldn't have taken them out, they could have possibly allegedly hurt someone else. So we have to look at it from both sides of the spectrum. Send me a request. Send me an email and tell me what do you think? What do you think of the uh, trial and the closing arguments that's coming up? And what do you think the case will be? So please leave me a respond, comment, like, subscribe. And um, please don't forget to check out my YouTube page, Mayday Mayhem, where I do talk about murder mysteries, cases, makeup, and more. Over here, we're a little bit more free over here. We have a little bit more free range over here. But we, we have freedom of speech over here for now. Where we can cuss, swear, spit in a spittoon if we want to, you know. And we can have also intellectual dialogue. And you're always welcome to come on down if you would like to discuss the topic. Please leave a like and a comment in the um, description below. Or you can um, leave me a comment on my website at www.maydaymayhem.com. Or you can catch me on Instagram at mayday underscore mayhem. Or you can catch me on Facebook as Ms. Mabel. But please, as I do always, no one told you they love you. I do. I truly, truly do. And make sure you do better today, <clears throat> today than you did yesterday and strive for a better tomorrow today and know that you are loved. Stay in a positive light, positive atmosphere, positive mentality, and let's keep this high vibration going. The higher vibration, the more positive aspects you will be. I am a living witness to it. Follow me and you will learn out more and more about me. So thank you again. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and I will speak to you next time.